And you know what that means. It's Max Wrestling episode 371. This is your captain speaking, along with El Jefe Moses Marquez, who is indeed a growing TikTok legend within the wrestling community. Ah, gracias. I'm, I'm fucking trying, pal. I'm fucking trying. I think so they're goddamn trying. hard. I mean, we got to 850. We're almost at 1,000. Once we get to 1,000, then I can go live, which, God, Ooh. oh, my God. That's going nice. to open up a lot of... That's going to open up a can of worms. But you see, you can't go live until you get a 1,000 followers. That's the gimmick, yeah. If only Facebook did that a few years ago. <laughs> right? Oh, jeez. All right. We, <laughs> you know how many people wouldn't have gone live? So many people. <laughs> oh, that would have been a blessing. Um, me. So on the, to- on the topic of TikTok, let's get straight to our first segment. It is, of course, Shit Marks Say. <laughs> Can you believe the shit these marks say? And kicking it off with TikTok nerd number one that you ran into. Uh, AEW is watchable. I think he mean he, I think he meant unwatchable. But uh, he said AEW is watchable. Their champion is trash, and they have that clown that curses people. It's gay. Oh yeah. Okay. So I got a lot of heat because I immediately. Was like you're there, you being a dude, a goddamn homophobe, dude. Because you're like, I'm like, okay, I'm. My whole gimmick with that is this isn't the fucking '90s anymore, dude. I'm sorry, like this, if like maybe if this was like fucking like '07, '08, <clears throat> I'd give you a fucking pass. I guess it's fucking 2022, bud. 2022, okay, like fucking you're. I'm sorry if I, I I'm just that I'm walking that line, okay. I don't need that heat. So I just I'm staying completely away from it. But that's besides that's besides the fucking gimmick. The clown that curses people. There was Doink the Clown. For, fantastic, by the way. There was Doink the Clown. <laughs> there was Duke the Dumpster Drosy. There was TL Hopper. Yes. There was uh the Brooklyn Brawler. There was Doink the Clown. Papa Shango. Papashango, the list of gimmicks I can talk about that the E has had is endless. They got fucking gimmicks right now in NXT oh. and even maybe I believe on the main, somebody on the main, the fucking, no, it's all NXT. But anyway, what got the, 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 po- the point is, is it's a fucking gimmick. Like uh, people hated Orange Cassidy because, oh, they felt like he was a lazy character. He's so lazy. He makes you interested. That's the gimmick. And, and and don't say you're not interested because you're willing to take some time out of your day to shit on him. So you're interested. 
And the same thing goes for Danhausen. I get a lot of people who are still giving me the, well, they haven't given us an explanation of who Danhausen is. Well, they haven't given us an explanation of who Danhausen is. I was like, did Doink the Clown ever get a video package introducing him? I mean, granted, I don't remember back that early 90s, but I'm just asking. I don't think he did. Did T.O. Hopper ever get something like that? No. You know, like no. I, some of these gimmicks are big ass important gimmicks that need the, you know, the whole whatever. Some of them, they're just kind of thrown out there. They didn't give you some giant Orton fucking uh, video package of who Orange Cassidy is. They didn't give you a fucking video package of who fucking Jungle Boy is and why they call him a Jungle Boy. So why, what's the fucking problem? The funny thing is, Danhausen isn't even that, like, pushed in AEW. No. He's just in little spots, but you, this guy still knows who he is. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. He shows up for less than two or three minutes. He gets his shtick in, and now you got you can't get his name out of your mouth. What yeah, the heck it, is a Danhausen? I don't even know what a Dan... Apparently, you want to know what a Danhausen is because you keep talking about it. And he's rarely on Dynamite. He's mostly on Rampage, which apparently nobody watches. Yeah, and yet, again, the conversation of <laughs> why do people love Danhausen is everywhere. So right. That's, I mean, and then I had my criticisms um, with Hangman. I have, I, I've said them. I've been public about him. I, he has been stale, but he, he is a big match champion right now. He is, he is, uh, he is Ricky Gar, he is Ronnie Garvin. He is Ronnie Garvin. He's not the end all be all Mike guy, mainly because they don't give him the time. But he garners, he obviously garners way bigger of a pop than Ronnie Garvin would. But he, his matches are what matters. You know what I mean? He goes in there and he puts on matches that matter. He's a world champion that matters. And yeah. that was, that's the gimmick, you know? I mean, they can easily, they can easily change my perspective with this whole, with this whole punk thing. I'm saying punk should win. People are changing my mind, making me think that Hangman, if he beats, if he beats punk, then that's just there you go. Now he's beaten the two the the two pillars that came from WWE. You know, fucking CM or uh, CM Punk and, and Brian Danielson. I'm sure he would end up adding John Moxley at some point, and that yeah. would just make his legend even bigger. You can go that route. You can go the route of it. You know, CM Punk wins, and then say maybe MJF. Weasels his way into the title picture and then Wardlow takes you. Know what I mean? You can spin this in a hundred thousand different ways, but that's like, that's, I don't know. That, that I, Like, I wish I could like go back in time and adjust it now, now mainly because of what we heard last night in the whole super show. Because <laughs> right. now that's going to base a lot of things just on the, just on what's going to happen up until the pay per view, if not up yeah. right after the pay per view. Um, well, on, we're still on the topic of AEW guys. Uh, TikTok nerd number two said, uh, tell me Kenny's a mid carder at best in WWE without telling me he couldn't even hang with Dolph Ziggler, dot, dot, dot. Oh, so you do know how to use punctuation marks. Some of them do. <laughs> just, just barely, though. But yeah, this, this was just a rambling sentence. So apparently Kenny Omega's a mid carder and he couldn't even hang with Dolph Ziggler in WWE. He couldn't hang with Dolph Ziggler. My immediate response is the same response anybody else probably and should have given him and probably will give him. Didn't they revert Dolph Ziggler to NXT? And didn't yeah, he Dolph lose? Ziggler couldn't hang with Dolph Ziggler. Exactly. And then didn't he lose to Braun Breaker? And his immediate argument was he's putting him over. Okay. 
I'm not saying anything that's wrong with that. But you were over here talking about a mid-carder. You sent your quote-unquote super top guy to NXT. When did AEW send Kenny anywhere? He was right. their he was their mega champion. He was that belt collector guy. He had everybody's belt. He had a uh, he had the AEW title, the Impact title, AAA title. Fuck, I'm surprised they didn't let him carry the PWG title for fuck's sake. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the amount like he that was the that was the thing. He was on top of all the wrestling world. So where in the fuck do you think he's a mid carter? Like I get the the people who are quite literally riding the Roman penis. <laughs> but like, like some of them, like I need you to like slow down, and I need you to remember that you're supposed to be an adult, and you're supposed to understand the difference of some stuff. I've all, I've, I have yet to give any hate to Roman because I can't, I can't do it. He's not a big, he, he's he is a big match guy. I'm not going to deny deny him that. But I don't give a shit about his matches. Let me put it like that. He is a big match guy to the E guys. I don't give a shit about his matches. No, but I do he's gonna like win. exactly. I I do love when he talks though. I do love his delivery. I do like his promos. That whole his gimmick, I I really do like it. So I mean, I can I go back and forth. But when I when I get get those fucking Roman lovers and I get the heat from Hangman and it's back and forth. It's my immediate thing is Hangman will outwork Roman, but Roman will out talk Hangman. Mm. Very That's, fair. I mean, that's I can't make it any more fair. At least I'm not I, fucking trying. We we talked about Dolph's cash in last week. Dolph Ziggler peaked nine years ago. He peaked nine years ago, and don't tell me he's oh well he had no he didn't. The Lana thing sucked, and I don't the, the his fucking tag team run with fucking Bob Rude sucked. Even like, his NXT title reign sucked. But yeah, I mean it was a fucking month and a half. Not yeah, even it was literally it was he was a a stopgap. Just to go back to Braun Breaker. A quite literal stopgap. I think I want to look this shit up. I don't even think he was NXT champ for a month. No, I doubt it. I think it was like two weeks. Well, there, there you go. Made card my ass. Off my head. And where's um, he been now? Where's he at now? Nowhere. They, oh, they, they traded nope. him for Natalia. You know what? That's fine. <laughs> I'm cool with that. Uh, all right. On to the social media marks. Uh, first one. I actually just stumbled upon this one on a wrestling forum. Remember forum, oh. guys? Oh, wow. Uh, he goes, he, he's going to go by the name now of Ficklenomics. Yes, Fickles. Uh, mainly because he sounds very fickle, and his profile picture is John Cena circa 2003. Um, whenever I record AEW, I find myself skipping past the Brian, Moxley, and Yuta stuff. I'm not quite sure what they were thinking starting this group. Brian was fine by himself, and now he feels like just another guy. Moxley feels unimportant, too. I never really cared much for Yuta, and Regal should have been brought in to be an on-screen authority figure. I'm hoping this group ends soon. Okay, so first, I'm not going to say I don't see where he's coming from, because that's the thing I've learned about being on TikTok. You have to be able to see where everybody's coming from. So... And I've I've talked about this on this show, so I I get to address it again just because of fucking even more nerds. The reason those guys are there was to improve the brand and put over young stars. Mox was champ. 
They had no plans for Danielson to be champ. I don't think he wants to be champ. I think he just wants to go around beating up people. But, I mean, I don't know for sure. So the fact that they're a fucking team, is it is it uh, is it a little bit of underutilization by those giant stars? Absolutely. There's no denying that. But look what they just fucking did. They just took a dude who again like, like I talked about with, with with other dudes in the fucking past, like with MJF and shit, 3 weeks ago, 3 months ago, a year ago. You would have never known who I didn't know who fucking Wheeler Yuta was a year ago. Okay? AEW made me fucking have to recognize this kid. And I went back, and that's the great thing. That's what things like guys like I do. You get a guy and you're like, okay, well, I like his style. Let's go check out some of the stuff. And you know, I have a guy who loves the indie stuff. Shout out to Teddy P. And he always got the hookup, and you go and you watch some cool stuff. Is it indie? Yeah, it's indie, but if maybe that's not your cup of tea, well, whatever. Then you just watch AEW. You have the guy there. They're putting him in a a light to shine. He gets over. He has a... F- Before he joins the fucking the BCC, he fucking has a banger of a match with fucking Josh Woods. I mean, I mean, not everybody likes that rough and tough, strong style. I fucking love that shit. Pure wrestling, that was... The pure wrestling championship match for Ring of Honor, that to me was the match of the well, I no, the tag match was the match of the night, but that was a damn close second, just in my mind. But yeah, I'm I'm off track in here. He he got a little momentum from that. He goes in there, and the I I already remember that people were, oh, well, Mox is looking weak because of this. It how does Mox look weak? He he keeps going and going and going. The reality is you're looking at it as What's the what's the term? You're looking at it as the glass is half full. Or the glass is half empty. Sorry, the glass is half empty. We're looking at it as the glass is half full. You know what I mean? We're halfway there. Fucking John Moxley got took to the limit by a kid we didn't know not fucking three months ago. And he went ham. He not only beat Mox, he not only lost to Mox in, in excellent fashion, in John Cena, Sami Zayn-esque fashion. But he impressed Brian Danielson, and he impressed somehow, some way, William fucking Regal. So the fact that, like, you can't understand what this group is doing is what's obviously, like, you're, you've got the E mentality. Guys yeah. can't put over guys because you're meant to be a star. Uh-uh. Stars put over upcoming stars. That's how you build stars. That that bit about Moxley feeling unimportant. He was literally the final boss for Yuta a couple of weeks ago. Yes, dude. He was the gatekeeper to the group. He 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 was the he was the king Bowser. Yeah. Not just not just the regular Bowser, the king Bowser. <laughs> and you know, Regal would have been great as a an on screen authority figure, but we've seen it in NXT, and he was brilliant at it. But he's also a great like. He's uh, way he's, better. He's a as great a gang leader. Yes, dude, gang leader. That's fucking way better. I like that. Uh, next one, big man in mama's house. That's hilarious already. Uh, this guy needs his own damn segment, and it it just exemplifies this pathetic, blind hatred that e drones have for anything that isn't WWE. Uh, right. so tweet number one out of three. Number one, when AEW dies, I want a documentary called "The Rise and Fall of Vanilla Midgets and Other Indie Talents." 
Tweet number two. Have Vince talk about how he got rid of promising stars who wanted to get their indie shit in that they joined AEW and realized their indie dreams weren't worth shit before crawling back to WWE after the company goes to shit. Tweet number three. Hopefully enough indie fans see it and realize this indie dream was all for nothing and we can get back to good wrestling. WWE gets the shit together and be great again, but we could just be dreaming. So you're you're admitting WWE is shit. Oh yeah, he uh, like plain and simple. You admitted that one. It's shit. Yeah. Oh, so 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 it, they'll fix their product after they bring all those guys back. Those Did guys you... that are making names for themselves in the other company that you want to die. Like, how does that make sense to anybody? I think what he's trying to say is he likes AEW, but he wishes it was under a WWE banner. But, but why? <laughs> like that's but like but why, dude? Like not everything has to be the E, okay? Okay, uh, fucking New Japan WWE. No, that's fucking stupid. No, it doesn't. No, it. No. Okay, this is, there's, it's not an indie dream. These guys didn't go chasing the indie dream. They didn't go, hey, Vince, there's this company. Can I go, please, please? No, this wasn't like that. He said, hey, look, um, we're going to pad our numbers. I don't really like you. You're small. You're the vanilla midgets. Right. But yet you fucking want them back. And that last bit, you know, he's basically saying he hates indie wrestling and wishes indie wrestling wasn't a thing and they just all gave up. Where the fuck do you think Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch and guys like that came Finn from? Finn Balor. Finn Balor, Damian Priest. AJ like Styles. half of Raw. Eight, fucking AJ Styles. <laughs> like the majority of WWE's roster. Where the fuck do you think they came from? They, were, they, didn't, all, they didn't all come from, F, what the fuck was it? Florida FCW like Roman. Okay, so let's let let's but okay, let's go over the guys that are from FCW or 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 pillars, if you will, homegrown motherfuckers. Yeah. So Randy Orton, homegrown. Yeah, OVW had a hell of a class in two thousand two, I think he was. Um, he's the only guy left, right? Yeah, there was like Batista, Cena. Yeah, so he's the only dude left, and out of FCW guys, it's Seth. But Seth was indie first. <laughs> I don't even think there was anybody else on the current <laughs> roster that was FCW. Um, okay, no, Roman was. Okay, Roman. Yeah. But that's it. And then these NXT, the, any NXT stars, that were, was there even any real, any, besides like uh, Aaliyah? So is that a star? No. All the actual featured stars? No. None of them besides Roman, besides Randy Orton, were anything... That they were all fucking indie dudes. Those were the only two exceptions. So, pot calling the kettle black right now again with this bullshit. Like, Drew McIntyre was FTW, but obviously he did indies first too. And yeah, another I was gonna say, but yeah, he did indies uh, over on fucking that side of the world. So, again, uh, let me see. Like the reality is, we're over here fucking having to literally dig through the archives to try to find an example to pitch in this dude's favor. Seamus. So, should you tell me Seamus didn't work any kind of fucking indie? He may have done. Uh, he did a little bit in Ireland. That's still uh, a fucking yeah, he did a little indie. Bit, he did a little bit in the UK before moving to 
FCW. Everybody does indies. The Rock did indies. The Rock did indies. Fucking get over it, bud. If the hey, hey, if the great one can do indies, hey, fuck Bret Hart did indies. Shawn Michaels did the independent wrestling is nothing new. Kofi just, Kingston came from FCW. He did indies first. Indies. Only for like a year, but the, he did indies. The people have to start somewhere. Yeah. You think That's people just wake up and in the WWE tank? No. There's <laughs> fucking dudes. I, I mean, there was a show I was supposed to go to. I, I ended up having to flick for homework. God dang homework. There's, I, there, there's shows all the time at a local brewery. They sit like 50 people. This is the thing. That's independent wrestling. That is outdoor. You have to start somewhere. Some, Unfortunately, some of those guys have been doing that circuit for like 10, 12 years. Mm. It is what it is. Not everybody is, oh, well, they wrestled for two years and they've been an E-guy forever. AJ Styles has been wrestling for, what, 20 fucking years? Longer. Yeah, I'm going to say longer than 20 years. And he's only been in the E for five yeah, you had a tryout in WWE 22 years ago. Hey, thank you. There you go. That's a, There we go. He had a tryout in the E 22 years ago, and they told him, nah. Look at him now. <laughs> uh, final one. Uh, this next one is called Booker T. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to spam water. Oh, um, you, you Vince riding suck up. The, the guy blasts AEW for putting veterans on dark, which I do get to an extent. But it's then the hypocrisy of saying he wouldn't go from WWE to AEW to work on dark. Motherfucker, you wrestled on Velocity and Heat as a former five-time WCW champion. Don't give me that shit. About to say, I was like, you have worked C shows and D shows. You worked house shows, book? Shut mm-hmm. up, bro. Like, just stop it. Just stop it. You did wait a minute. Pause. Don't you hold a promotion that fucking holds dark shows that only certain fucking people like the certain what is it like Fight TV can watch? So I pump the fucking brakes, bud. I I do kind of get though, like like you know you get big names and then you don't put them on Dynamite, you put them on Dark. Like Ruby Soho's been on more Dark than Dynamite. She did get name dropped this week though. Um, She did. No, I'm with you. I they 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 want to use dark as the absolute like stepping stone, and I feel like that could be more towards the guys that aren't being used. Yeah. I I do. I've already gotten the itch, and I and I'm already at the point where they need to be two hour rampages, that are at least ninety minutes and earlier. And early, oh fucking, they're not going to be able to trade that anytime soon. They're going to have to move from TNT again. Which I don't think they're going to do anytime soon. What what did they show before Rampage? Uh, nothing. But it's because it's a Friday. Uh, it tends to. Well, no. What the fuck is? Is it these like their movie day or something? Or wait, is it that or is it the NHL? I know it has to do with. The, I think it has to do with the sport. I don't want to say it's basketball because it's playoff time, and there's going to be no basketball on TNT. Uh, let me take a look. 
So my guess is movies. Friday, right before Rampage, is yeah, movies. Can't move the precious movies. So, oh man! Tomorrow night, uh, from nine PM Eastern until Rampage begins, you have a back-to-back: Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, The Waterboy, and then Central Intelligence. But you got a freaking Adam Sandler trifecta. Well, then you know what? I'm sorry to say that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Rampage. Actually, you deserve to go with a back check. From seven PM till till Rampage. Well, I know what I'm watching all night. <laughs> <laughs> also, free of his best. Facts. Unless you're Chad. Goddamn Chad. Uh, but yeah, some also like want to work on Dark. Like I think Jeff uh, wanted to work on Dark. The thing is, like, yeah, you put these young up and coming guys on Dark to elevate them, but they need elevation to work with. Exactly. You work with you work with um, the same level talent. You're going to remain the same level. You need to work with people who can bring better out in you and sometimes that is the guy who's been around for 22 30 you know 20 i was gonna say 30 years 22 24 years yeah but you know how that goes it's not as if you're wrestling in front of less people like tv audience sure but no you've got the same number of people in the arena because they usually tape it before rampage or dynamite Mm, well uh, uh rampage is normally taped right after dynamite there you go but that is why they are marks, and that's the shit they say. So okay. let's go to the desk and start discussing this past week in wrestling. Of course, our weeks begin on Friday, but not a lot happened this past Friday. So let's just go to our top story, which happened last night. AEW and New Japan is official. Forbidden Doors coming June 25th. 28th. 28th. 20th, late, if I'm late not June. mistaken. Yeah, late June. It's either, yeah, 28th, town. I believe. Uh, yeah, which, which begs the question, are they burning that spot out? Yeah, I kind of get that. Um, they do love some Chicago, but Chicago is also a great, great crowd every single time. Factual. 26, by the way. I was wrong. The 26. Ah, we knew it was in the 20s. There you go. Uh, but Forbidden Doors on June 26. Um, love the announcement. I love the fact that somebody else made it other than Tony. <laughs> Like his re- the fact it. he was selling and that was like the funniest part he's just like what what would you just gonna take my announcement i'm like well yeah <laughs> it's, it's way better this way yeah adam cole did a better job sorry tony and it, uh, it's just because he made the goddamn announcement thing so like uh like get over it dude like it's not a, you gotta stop telling us you have a major announcement yeah i can understand people's frustrations with uh Tony Khan's going to make a huge announcement. Ah, here we go again. It's a huge announcement every week. You can't make a huge announcement every week, Tony. Apparently you can, but just don't announce it. Yeah, don't announce it. it. You're going to make an announcement. Just, yeah, just excuse me. And just walk out on <laughs> fucking the thing. That's it. Like, that's literally all you got to do. You own the fucking show. To be fair, those last two huge announcements that were heavily promoted were huge announcements. One, of course, being the, the uh, New Japan partnership. The last one was the Ring of Honor purchase. Uh, huge both huge and the funniest thing about this whole thing is all week long the e-drones and dirt sheets have all been saying the same thing that it's not that huge but you guys would have white your whited your pants a year ago when 
WWE was absolutely definitely uh, working on a deal with New Japan. Uh, that's right. Yeah, when they were actually doing all they could to try to keep Brian Danielson. Yeah, the the the, the deal's definitely happening. WWE and and New Japan are going to do a super show. No, they're not. No, they're not. And now you're like, oh, well, oh, well it doesn't matter. But it really does. And I was actually, um, since I don't have the privilege to go live, one of the guys that uh, I, if I follow, I totally am blanking on his name right now. But anyway, I was jumping into his live, and we were having this whole conversation. And he's like, well, you're the bigger, like, AEW New Japan guy. What does this really mean? It means everything that I've been saying. I kept, there was a, a, a question put out by Sledge, a former Ring of Honor wrestler, that, um, Tony Khan can't do what uh, Vince McMahon can do. Now, granted, in retrospect, he's right. The whole, like, absolute WrestleMania week kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, not right now. Maybe maybe in, like, 20 years. But then again, maybe not ever. It, it all just depends. You know what I yeah. mean? So, for it, now. It did take WWE, like, almost two decades to get WrestleMania to that ex- level. Exactly. Exactly. Just because they were selling out. You know, st- um, the the whole gimmick is they were still selling out stadiums. You know, the whole point. But I understand the argument now; it makes sense. But then, then again, there's already a fucking argument that like maybe fucking it's time for AEW to do a stadium show. Mm. We're already getting to that point. But anyway, that was getting to getting off topic. This super show is that first step to what I've already said is the end all be all partnership. Which is where they are going to be able to uh, use New Japan content on their upcoming network. And because they're already showing uh, fucking AEW stuff on the New Japan network. And then there you go. And then so that's the thing. When now when you have this, um, when the AEW network starts or whatever they're going to end up calling it, you're going to have, I mean, you have, there's a possibility of having New Japan content. AEW content you're going to have All the Ring of Honor library And you're going to probably get all the PWG Library so this is going to be Like the independent The outside WWE fans Fucking wet dream Of networks Yeah so it's like If if that's what we can get done If that's what can get done in this process This super show is just a hey Look at what we can start and imagine What we can blossom into This is fucking gigantic their, their argument is nobody outside of WWE. Only people that don't watch WWE care about New Japan. Anybody that like is in the WWE bubble don't care about New Japan. No, you don't Should. because you only care about WWE. That's your problem. Yeah, exactly. That's that your problem. That doesn't mean New Japan's not relevant. I mean, they did a super show with Ring of Honor in MSG a few years ago. It sold out in 20 minutes. Yep, 20 and minutes. Appar- apparently, even less people watch Ring of Honor. But yeah. I mean, you're making nothing but facts over here. It's the fucking truth. And people love that show. Even these WWE fucking marks said they loved that show. Or at least yeah. the ones that claim they watch everything. So, like, just because you only stick to your WWE bubble and you only watch Raw, SmackDown, NXT, that doesn't mean New Japan isn't, isn't as important to no, wrestling it, or that this isn't a huge deal. For, I love how you said that. New Japan is extremely important to wrestling and wrestling as a whole. You have the the WCW New Japan Super Shows, which were actually that was the Wrestle Kingdom before Wrestle Kingdom. You right. know what I mean, like that's what people don't 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 really understand. 
that's how this whole thing started. New Japan hasn't always been a power, but they've always been around. They've always been actually, you know what? Pause. I, let me rephrase. Let me rephrase that. They have always been a power. They've just yeah. sometimes gone unrecognized because you're in Japan. That's it. But they've always been a fucking mega power in the in the world of pro wrestling. So this this thing is it's gigantic, and you're a million times right. If this fucking whole thing had happened with WWE, they'd be fucking oh well. See, we were with New Japan and right. Like back in the late nineties. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Actually, and they did. They did work with New Japan. Yeah. I was gonna say, I was like, there's fucking photographic evidence of goddamn Vince McMahon telling fucking Jushin Thunder Liger to like go do some shit. Yeah, the the light heavyweight championship began in Japan. Exactly. Uh actually if you want to get technical, New Japan is older than WWE. Facts. Like Vince made it WWF in the eighties. And New Japan's been around since 72. So. Um, let's just. First of all, I love that they did the whole graphic as the portal, the Marvel portal. Yeah, it was awesome. Nice touch. Um, let's just think of the dream matches we can have. Um, I mean, you mentioned we could probably see Punk and Okada. That's my immediate guess. That's And the reason why I say that is. I have a I have a feeling that they're either going to do uh like an AEW like where uh they're either going to defend the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship and the AEW Championship, but it's like AEW against a New Japan guy and and IWGP against an AEW guy, yeah. or champion v champion. And I would prefer champion versus champion, and this gives you a reason to drop hang, to get Hangman out of the title picture, or maybe it would be Hangman and Okada. I don't care. That would probably be a fucking banger. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the absolute dream would be, you know, Punk and Okada, who really is the best in the world. You know, I'm over here booking for him, but that's one dream match. <laughs> I, I, I think of, I think of Shingo Takagi and, uh, and Brian Danielson or, or Brian Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. Shibata. Shabbat, oh god, fuck no, they, no. <laughs> Fuck you, your neck Somebody will die and I would be okay with it And that's where the problem is Yeah That's you, where the problem is Um, Tag team, we could finally see Gorillas of Destiny In an that, AEW match Gorillas of Destiny and FTR That'd be, that'd They've be been really good Oh, apparently get, uh, uh, WWE are eyeing up FTR for Oh yeah, I love that one <laughs> All of a sudden, when they're making nothing but rumbles in the world of pro wrestling, hey, we should probably bring them back. Why? Why? Like, what are you going to do? You remember the fucking, um, what was the stupid drawed up gimmick that they were going to do? They were going to be like fucking hip hop dudes or something. What? Do you, did you ever see the fucking plan that they had, that WWE had for them before they left? No, but if it's if that's true, oh then no, I'm no, glad no, 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 no! I think it was like a pi- no, it was like a pirate gimmick. Oh jeez! Oh, I fucking oh god damn! I gotta look. WWE, the revival, pirates. I don't know if it was pirates to say backed up gimmick or fucked up gimmick. Oh wait, they were gonna we go. give them final creative a... plans revealed for the revival. There we go. Um. So like not only we're gonna get your reaction, I need you to like put a po- picture of this thing when you fucking make this. This is gonna blow your fucking mind. 
open the link bodyslam.net shout out oh my god this concept app oh boy that is yeah they look they look like you know like when power rangers have a theme before they transform yep it's like ninja rangers what the yep and they want them to go back Okay, Your silence so the, speaks volumes. The first one looks like something you would wear if you were just going out on St. Patrick's night. Yep. Um. Jeez, the second one. <laughs> Let's load this up. Uh, they look like Mario and Luigi's cousins. Yep. The third one. Oh, yeah. They look like Hulk Hogan's fuckboys. Mm-hmm. Thank God that they left. And again, and they want them to go back. Right. While they are making waves as the Ring of Honor and AAA Tag Team Champions. Facts. Eesh. I'm pretty sure they're going to say no to that one. That would be fucking smart. <laughs> Like, this is, I don't get it. Like, they they crapped all over half of this roster by not booking them in any kind of significant manner. Uh-uh. They released them to pad their pockets, and now it's, well, well, I mean, they look really good over there. We should bring them back. The Cody move is, is, is not like a, I think that was a, I, to me, and I will probably say this until I hear different, to me, that was a Cody took his ball and went home. Yeah. He got mad that I can't get my world title shot because I booked myself in a fucking corner and I shouldn't have booked myself in a corner and you guys will let me backtrack on my thing. And yeah, sorry. You're fucked. All right, well, I'm going to the E. Bye. And then he's like walking out the door and he, shit, they're not going to stop me. No. I'm sorry, dude. Like, much luck to you. I hope they don't bury you. I don't mind this feud with you and the Miz, whatever. I don't, I, but I also don't give a rat's ass. And also, yes. the fact, the fact that all you motherfucking E marks out there, fucking not a month ago, not a fucking month ago, would have shit all over fucking Cody Rhodes and his fucking theme. And now all I see is everybody singing it. Yeah. They're trying to make it their own Jericho. No. Every time um, I hear somebody sing it like that, I know as an E fan, I fucking <laughs> jump in. There's something Cody Rhodes, and they're like, "That's not the film." I'm like, I don't give a fuck. And by the they way, it's Corey. Oh yeah, it's goddamn Corey, and it's you know he says my Bible says, goddamn it. I was gonna start from the top of Raw, but uh, let's go straight to Cody as a nice segue. Um, because I was gonna say, has the momentum died down a little bit for Cody? Once people saw him with the Miz, yeah. I keep, I mean, I keep seeing posts about how he's going to take the title from Roman, or or at least one of them, um, which I believe is the right move, providing he still has that hype that he came in with when he entered WrestleMania like a fucking juggernaut. But I think he should have gone straight for Roman the next night on Raw. First of all, Roman's segment the night after Mania was completely pointless. He just said, tune into SmackDown. Second yep. of all, they could have set it up there. And still have Cody feuding with The Miz while still calling out Roman and, 
you know, keeping the keeping that energy going. Like he wants Roman. When's he gonna get him? Meanwhile, he's got the Miz to deal with. Blah blah blah. Because right now he's just fucking around in the mid card with Miz and Rollins, and they're gonna have to build him back up again when they decide to put him in a program with Reigns. Exactly. For those out there, oh, brother, that's not a mid card, bro. He's a fucking mid carder, pal. He's a mid carder. Miz is a mid carder. You're gonna have to rebuild Cody, no matter what the fuck you want to do. Even if he does go over the Miz, and absolutely he fucking should in like excellent fashion, you are diminishing him already. This was supposed to be that big time over the top star that comes in and competes with Roman. If he's gonna dwindle and fuck around and play tiddlywinks with fucking geeks like the Miz, what are we doing? Who, yeah. What is what is Roman doing? Cody Cody came in at WrestleMania right there. Roman's like there. And since WrestleMania, Cody's like here. Yep. Kept keep on trip. That's the thing with the E. They think that this is a big time this, this is a big time this, because to them in their mind, it's big time. And sure, but why like you know, you know what have been big time? You want to know what have been big time? If he fucking well, what, Cody's on Raw. Yeah. Obviously. Go after AJ Styles. Go after fucking Bobby or is Bobby Lashley back? Yeah, he's like the, the top baby face now. That's what I'm saying. There are dudes with more name recognition to go after. Seth is a good start. Fine. Good start. Now improve on that. And then improve on that. And then improve on that. You need to build. You don't now when you build a house, and I and no, I'm no construction, I'm no construction surgeon here. When you build a house, you have a foundation. I have never heard of anybody building next to the foundation. Just on top of the just kind of kind of caddy cornered on the foundation and i've damn sure never heard of anybody building from under fucking the van fucking foundation <laughs> okay you build on top you get your fucking slab and you build on top seth rollins was your slab miz cannot be your fucking top he can't be your first set like no that is a downgrade i understand the story i understand they think he's a massive star but then again, you had to team him with Logan Paul, and he outperformed him, and he got a bigger reaction than him. But yet, we're supposed to take Miz as the bigger star. Mm-hmm. And now, now he's back with Rollins. We got to rematch at Backlash. Like I think the WrestleMania match was great. It should have been one and done. I mean, this is the E. It's never going to be one and done. No, I, one, once I, in a lifetime. I. I've come to that conclusion that they will never. It's just this fucking. You know what it means? Is either Cody is going to go too straight against Seth or it's going to go 50 50. Which, if it goes 50 50, congratulations, Cody Rhodes. You are not getting a world title shot from <laughs> nobody no time soon. And I love the rumors are, are, are oh, he's going to be the dude to take it off Roman and he's going to bring back the winged eagle. Yeah, people, you need to stop dreaming. They're not bringing back the Winged Eagle. They Exactly. They will I've been hearing not... it for years, bring back the Winged Eagle. They're not going to do it. First of oh, all, it's you're... too small for them. They like their titles big, and they like to make it obvious that it's W-fucking-W-E. Yes, exactly. Oh, but he brought back the, uh, the Intercontinental. 
bro, like they and and how long ago was that? Yeah, and they don't give a shit about the IC title. That was the that was my next point. They don't give a rat's ass about fucking mid card titles. Look at how ugly the U.S. title looks. For fuck's sake. <laughs> Um, all right. <clears throat> now people are gonna think we're just here to rag on WWE, and mostly we are, but th- there has been some positives. Um, so I'm looking at Raw this week. Rhea Ripley turned heel on Liv after they that lost to Sasha and Naomi. It seems inevitable that she's gonna join Edge and Priest. I still don't know what the fuck their gimmick is, but whatever. They're the, they're the House of Black, but it's uh, the fucking Dollar Tree version. It's weird that I don't know what the gimmick is, but Rhea Ripley is perfect for it. Rhea Ripley's perfect for anything. <laughs> just she's just she's great. I don't want to say I've been wanting a heel turn from her. I just I they know how to book heels better. I've always said that mm. too. Is WWE knows how to book heels better. So now that's an opportunity for her to get built. Let's go. Build build Rhea build her now. I mean, does it suck because she killed Liv and Liv is just fucking meh? Yeah, fine. Whatever. I mean they're going to fucking keep doing this to people. But I mean, I guess it's. God, I hate saying it like this, but I guess, you know, this one was for the greater good. Yeah. And I mean, Rhea is the better choice, unfortunately. I'm sorry, Liv. But yeah, if you want a bigger somebody with a bigger star potential, it's Rhea. I also want to know what the name of Edge's faction is. I don't think we have one yet. Like, the Blue Brood or the Ministry of Awesomeness. Just first off, the Ministry of Awesomeness <laughs> sounds fucking cool. Just something that alludes to like 90s Edge because that's clearly what they're going with. Is like it's got Brood vibes, but I also get Ministry of Darkness vibes from it. All right, it turns out you're gonna love this fucking uh, Trav's gonna love this uh, team name. By the way, we like donuts. <laughs> Since he likes to go fucking sneak donuts all the time. There you go. We like donuts. Now, I don't fucking. I don't. I don't know, and I don't care. But the blue brood sounds hilarious. Yeah. Even I if just, they just go with the name of Edge's new Ultimate song, "The Other Side." The Side. I love how he's got an Ultimate song for a face and a heel persona. It's great. <laughs> the balls on him too to like change that iconic entrance music. Triple H had Motorhead for twenty years. Well, the, th- the funny thing is, is, like, we used to hate that fucking theme. Did we? Well, I love Ultimate I remember Bridge. when he was a heel. <laughs> I remember, I used to remember hating here when he was the fucking, just, like, the biggest dickhead rated R superstar. I used to hate here and just the fucking, all of a sudden, it's the ca- it was the cash-ins, too. It was the cash-ins, because all of a sudden we're like, oh, fuck, you know he's going to lose. <laughs> like, fucking giant drum roll, like, Jesus, oh, fucking goddammit, Edge. And the funny thing is, that's actually the outro of the song. WWE remixed it to be the intro. I know, it's awesome. <laughs> um, also on Raw, Sonya will challenge Bianca Bella next week in Bianca's hometown of Knoxville. Um, Good for Bianca? Because she Wait, wants... Did Bianca also go to the University of Tennessee? I think she did. I think but... so, yeah. Yeah, it's a track star. Uh, yeah, so Sonya wants to beat Bianca in her hometown in front of her family and friends. Sure. But also, like, she's still this authority figure, so Bianca can lay a finger on her, or she'll she'll face repercussions. So Sonya almost received a KOD as a result of um, taunting Bianca, pushing the buttons, you know. 
And I love how she had her up for the KOD and Sonya's screaming into the mic, don't do it, put me down or you'll be fined and suspended. She actually did get fined for almost giving her a KOD. She got fined one dollar. <laughs> I'm gonna find you one dollar. Which is hilarious on Adam Pierce's part because that just shows he doesn't give a shit. Nope, nobody gives a shit. Um, also, Veer is looking pretty dangerous. I gotta give him credit. They're actually utilizing this guy? He, Well, I mean, he's beating up jobbers, but I mean, he's beating them up. I think uh, the guy he wrestled this week actually got stretchered out. Yikes. So, yeah, he's pretty dangerous. Um, just control him a little better, and maybe we won't have another great Kali. <laughs> yeah, please. We don't need somebody <laughs> so out of control with so much power. Uh, obviously, Ezekiel, who is not Elias, he's Elias's brother, passed his lie detector with flying colors, just like Mr. America did back in 03. Right? I was just going to say, think, didn't Hogan do the same thing? Yeah, it was exactly the same thing. I think they're also almost at the point where they've actually convinced a lot of people that it maybe is Elias's oh, brother. Th- I've seen a lot of uh, people on fucking TikTok that swear to God that fucking Photoshop of him and Elias or himself with himself, I should say, yeah, is legit. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And I'm like, I I feel like Kevin Owens in that instance. I'm like, I'm like, why are you lying? Stop lying. I don't like liars. Knock it off. But no, it's amazing. People actually look different without a beard. It's it's uh yeah. And what a fucking concept. Trust me, you do not want to know what I look like without a beard. We're not going down that route. No, and I don't even really have much of one, but you don't want to see without it. So, baby bold. There we go. Uh, then we had Fury beat Balor for the U.S. title. Um, there's good and bad. It's good for Fury, obviously. Mm-hmm. Kind of sucks for Balor because he didn't do shit with the title. It was pointless putting it on him. Like, they literally only put it on him to get it off of Priest, I think. That seemed to be the move. Like, they thought it would garner... I think they thought it would garner some attention. It didn't. But then again, they didn't put it in any lights for it to garner attention. No, you didn't even put it at WrestleMania. Still makes no sense to me. Um, but they also presented it as if it was the biggest win ever, like the locker room empty to celebrate. Yeah, like six motherfuckers come out. <laughs> oh, okay, okay the, the nerd locker room empty. I'm about to say, yeah, the nerds. Oh, come uh, on, guys. Urgh. The guys in catering. Here we go. Followed, of course, by Mr. McMahon posing for the stupid selfie. <laughs> Okay, so so uh, TikTok was all over this one as well. Oh, people are boohooing because they're not pushing my favorite starts. It's you know want to know why people complain about the 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 uh, was it the Mad Cat Moss win for the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, and the reason why people are bitching about this win over the U.S. title is well, one, both of them came at the expense of Finn Balor. Yeah, who we think is a guy who should be world fucking champ. And he has been world champion. He's garnered a lot of attention when he was world champ, but then now he's just a fucking nerd, apparently. So it's not only that, it's the fact that, yes, it's you're not pushing the guys we like, but let's look at it like this. Maybe not push the guys we like. Look at all the fucking guys you released. 
Look at all those stars that are being that are still stars on that other channel. They could have been stars on your fucking channel, but you wanted to pad your pockets, and now you have no choice but to build a dude like Austin Theory and Mad Cat Moss. Not only and and and, and it's not because you don't want it's not because you listen to us and because we like them. It's because they fit the body type. It's not just book the people we like. It's stuff booking everybody like shit. That too. That is like the... they've proved twice that it's all about the twice. It's all about the yes. booking with Finn Balor. He was booked like a monster in NXT. Went up to the main roster, got booked like shit. Went back to NXT, got booked like a monster. Went mm-hmm. back to the main roster, booked like shit again. Yeah, when Vince they, doesn't care about the product, you get away with, uh, what's the word here, logic. They even killed the demon. Completely ruined the gimmick. The stupid revival shtick that he did with the pumping music. And then he lost the match anyway by falling off the fucking turnbuckle because they randomly broke, which was never explained. Nope. And that's how you beat the demon. By accident. What What the fuck? <laughs> Sabotage. <laughs> you beat the demon by sabotage. That's right. Oh man, this next bit. The double wedding segment. Fucking okay. stupid. I, I heard about this and I don't know. I don't know what was going on. And then I seen a clip of like Tamina like kissing a man with like her eyes wide open. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, remember when wedding segments always led to some big revelation like Triple H already married Stephanie or Kane is hiding under the ring or the old vicar is actually Eric Bischoff but now they're oh, just my stupid favorite. comedy segments like even AEW did a stupid wedding segment yes um so like in this one it ended with Dana Brooke pinning Tozawa no wait Reggie Reggie pinning Dana who he just married Tamina then pinned Reggie Tozawa then pinned Tamina who he just married and then Dana pinned Tozawa and then ran off with troops. I hate the 24-7 title so fucking much. That is ridiculous. I'm also sick of a schoolboy roll-up being the most lethal wrestling move outside of a sanctioned match. You can you can go 15-20 minutes in the ring, but you roll a motherfucker up for that stupid green belt, and it's an instant one-two-three. Yep. Where's the logic? Again, logic. Where is it? There's the, the, this belt... What is, what is that? You know what this belt is? And I told I, I made this joke. Who I made this joke literally yesterday. This belt is quite literally the chase scene from every Benny Hill episode. And I love that you're dying because oh, you're like, yep, it's UK, perfect reference the whole night. Because you said it and I instantly got the theme in my head yep. and I see them running around. <laughs> it, it is a fucking quite little it is it, somebody obviously on the writing team loves some Benny Hill, and I can't say I blame him. And they was like, fuck it, let's fucking throw it in here. That's what the 24-7 title is. That's exactly what it looks like. It's what it feels like. Every time I've actually tried to watch Raw, and I, I got a chance to watch a little bit because um, I was hanging out with a dude watching while watching his Twitch stream. He made it watchable, his commentary. But every time I see the, the fucking group of the nerds run, the whole <laughs> the fucking pl- song plays every goddamn time. It's just, it's bananas, these fucking people. It's also like a Scooby-Doo chasing. Yes. Oh, now I gotta play the Scooby-Doo theme now. Yeah, where they, pa- where they chase somebody and pass the same things. Plant, clock, plant, clock, plant, clock. 
Mm-hmm. That or where they're like sneaking around the corner and they see the monster. Behind. Oh my god! <laughs> um. All right, on to AEW. We've already briefly touched on Punk and Page. First of all, Punk put on another banger with Dustin. I thought I it was it. all right. Um, I you know me, I'm not. I'm, I'm I shoot from the fucking hip these days. Um, Dustin is is fantastic. Yeah. Fan fucking tastic. This motherfucker started wrestling in 1988. In 1988, 33 years he's been wrestling. He's wrestled in four fucking uh, different eras. This guy is he, he, all of his matches are, are are slow and thought out and very technical. And Punk is, I swear to God, somebody got in his head after the ring after the match with the MJF where he reverted back to Ring of Honor days, and like, hey, you could probably still do all those moves you did in Ring of Honor, and he can't, and he needs to stop, or. And I hate to say this, and I really do, because I feel like this makes me just like an E guy when I say this. Or he needs to hit the fucking gym. He needs to get stronger. That bone arrow, that bone arrow was disgusting. And I mean, and I and I have to also give him credit. Dustin is six foot fucking six. Mm-hmm. He's not only heavy, he's an awkward long. Yeah, I can but definitely see it, Punk's not as strong as he used to be. I was just going to say, I was like, but then again... If maybe you hit the fucking gym and like really hit the gym, maybe it wouldn't have mattered as much. But then again, maybe I'm just an asshole, which kind of been proven. <laughs> like there was also a couple of heel moves from Punk, like the chop block. But yeah, every, every Punk match now seems to be a love letter to his heroes, which I think is great that he's a veteran and he still wants to pay homage to the veterans that inspired him. Yeah, he's, like, obviously. he's in his 40s. But um. Mutual respect at the end, followed by a stare down with Hangman, which all but confirms that we're getting that title match down the line. And uh, like we said earlier, honestly, I'd be fine with Punk getting the title run. Um, We were talking about Hangman last week, saying how he's still super over with the AEW faithful, but the honeymoon period's over. Yeah, big time. And I think Punk could give that title a bit of a boost. I think so. I think he just gives it name recognition, name value. And again, he can absolutely be that. uh, If if CM Punk has a fucking two-month, three-month title reign, nobody gives a shit. Nobody would give a shit. And he would be a perfect transitional champion to whatever young pillar is next. If they want to go and do, they want to do MJF again, that's a perfect opportunity. You know, now you've now you've beaten Punk again on a pay per view in the main event for the belt again. After three years, exactly right. I mean, it's it's there's many things you can do with it. Like I said, you then you think of the idea of the of the Super Show, and it's you know it's Punk and Okada, you know, title v title, or or you know maybe it's like Punk and Naito for the AEW title. Yeah. You know, you could spin this a give lot that, of ways. Give me Punk and Naito. I see. There you go. I knew I'd catch <laughs> it. Everybody's attention has been caught more with Punk and Naito than it has been Punk and Okada. And I can't say I disagree with that um, because more people are more. Well, I get more people telling me they want um, 
they want Brian Danielson in, and uh, and Okada. And I'm like, as much as I want that, I want him and Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, I just think Punk and Naito would be a fun match. But if you're going after Okada, you, you're going to get your ass kicked. Yeah, like you, you need the toppest of the dogs yeah, for somebody Okada. That, somebody that can take a beating and give one in return. And that guy is unfortunately uh, still recovering from all of his injuries. Yeah. Uh, but as far as MJF goes, uh, Wardlow defeated Andy Williams, as we have to call him. Mm-hmm. But, man, Wardlow's a fucking star in the making. That whole escort to the to and from the ring in cuffs, brilliant. Love it. It makes him look dangerous, and he is dangerous. I mean, the guy's a freak. Four straight power bombs to a guy like Andy. Oh, I mean, the way you said it, he's... he's the way he... The presentation... The yes. presentation, he's a fucking monster now. Now he's not a cool, look at my cool entrance. And the thing is, is it's all backfiring on Maxwell. That, yeah. He thinks That's he's the out there. Part. He thinks he's out there playing mind games. Oh, I got him handcuffed. Oh, there's no. You're just making him fucking badder. You're just making him more of a badass. Like, yeah. He didn't get rid of his entrance and his music and his lights, but no, he looks awesome. He looks awesome. He works well. I mean, Andy Williams is not a fucking small dude. And Mm -hmm. fucking four power bombs that looked with ease. Yeah, no, I'm all about it. And Andy's also much more shredded now than he used to be. And as as we all know, muscle weighs more than fat. Oh, yeah. Factual statement. Yeah, he is trimmed up and dang, looks really, really good. Looks like, definitely looks the part of a pro wrestler. Yeah. If you know what I mean. I mean, he, he looked like a gigantic dude to begin with. Don't get me wrong. I'm not bagging on him like that. But, I mean, now he's, because I, I, I think his band had broken up. Now he's yeah. like, well, fuck it. Since I'm not doing music, let me hit this goddamn gym. And Lord, has it paid off. Oh, yeah. yeah maybe you should take Punk with him. Play, somebody <laughs> take Punk with him. Jungie, can you take Punk to anybody? Yes. I wouldn't ask Darby. Darby would probably, like, fucking. You want to jump off this ladder as an exercise? No. <laughs> I'm good, but I got pump tax. But I got these. I got this ladder on the other ground. If you want to land on that, no, you suck. Um, so I'm all. F- I can't. I can't wait for Wardlow and MJF. Um, the only mm-hmm. problem is, like we were just talking about MJF being a future world champion. Obviously, Wardlow has to get the win. Yeah. Which you know, it may like derail MJF just a little bit, but he still has that much momentum that he can recover pretty quickly. Oh yeah, that oh yeah. He he would not it would not be uh like a like oh shit, now you've buried MJF. Nah. Nah. This is one of those things where it's like you could literally put the belt on MJF and that next pay per view, it's finally Wardlow's turn and MJF is fucked. Yeah. Works perfectly. Uh, so we had a trios match with BCC, Blackpool Combat Club, defeating Lee Moriarty, Brock Anderson, and Dante Martin. Fucking great. It was a lot more Marks and Brian than it was Yuta, but... Yeah. You know. Um, also a great touch of William Regal on commentary, as always. But as like always. talking about his history with Aaron Anderson and how he remembers Brock being born and shit. It's, it's a great touch. I was gonna say, I was like, "Oh Jesus!" Like, wait a fucking just, you know, make your opponent look like nothing. I remember the day <laughs> Brock was born. Like, wait, what? Goddamn boy! But yeah, no, that was. Uh, I I love Regal on commentary. He's awesome. Uh, Wheeler Yuta's uh, new gear is excellent. 
You're going to get more of the star guys, which is fine. Dante Martin is just fucking crazy good. Uh, Brock Anderson, well, at least you can do a fucking spine buster. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Like, he, I, I want to like him a lot more. I really do. I But he is very, very green and gets a lot of fucking big time uh, starlight. And he's going to get another match next week. He's, he's so got some pretty like, big shoes to fill, though. Yeah, so uh, yeah, you're also right on that. So, you know, maybe I am taking a little hard on him. But again, when you're Arn's son, when you're the son of the goddamn enforcer. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem. David Flair never really amounted to much either. No, not at all. The guy came down to the ring all shy all the goddamn time, for the fuck's sake. Um, what I really liked about the presentation of BCC was the separate entrances. Mainly for Yuta. It made Yuta look good. It was, yeah, it makes them all look important. Plus, you know, you, you can't have Marcus just come from the stage. He has to come through the crowd. He has to come through the crowd. And he's got to kick something or throw something. <laughs> Again, he looks so dangerous. He's like, God damn, fucking water bottle's not cold enough. He's like, I wouldn't want to, I kind of would want to be in a crowd for Marcus, but at the same time, I wouldn't want to be in case he I, fucking throws something at me. I, I do as long as I get a riot shield. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right on my ass. Boom. Yeah, that's where I got this thing. Um, they seem to have planned the Owen Hart Cup more for the women than they have the men so far. So yeah. Kyle O'Reilly okay. and Joe advanced, but they made a point that we don't know what the brackets are going to be. So Joe and Kyle aren't necessarily facing each other. Um, so when more yeah, people no. advance, then they're going to do the brackets. Which yeah, is weird, but a little weird. But at the same time, I think that um, what was I hearing? I think what they want to do is fill up this bracket and kind of have like the tournament in like one night, probably. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think that would kind of be cool, especially for the men. But I, I feel like it is more important for the women. Like they're this is their way of again utilizing all of their women's roster or a good chunk of their women's roster, getting all these ladies exposure. I feel like they need it more than some of these guys do. So yeah. Uh, as for Hook, made his dynamite debut against not Darby. Not Darby, no. <laughs> like, wait a minute, is that? Wait, no, he's in the main event. Okay. Um, Anthony Henry, aka Asher Hale, who spent eight months in NXT before they between hiring and firing, he was in WWE for eight months. Nice. Um, obviously Hook was going to win. Obviously Hook looks. Just a super freak athlete again. Um, and we knew we were going to get Dan Housen because we had Hook. Yeah. But I don't think we expected Dan Housen to challenge him to a match. Because That's we haven't right. seen Dan Housen wrestle in AEW yet. And I don't even know if he wrestled that much in Ring of Honor. I know he did wrestle in Ring of Honor, but I don't know how much. Not as much as um, he wrestled more on the indies than he did in Ring of Honor. He had his few match. No, that's not true. Um, what's the stupid thing? Um, I, I okay. So I've seen him wrestle at Ring of Honor, and they do. I don't want to say it's like house shows or a traveling show. It's a fucking. Um, they do. It's like a, 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 a honor club or no, not honor club. They have like a younger division. Jesus for fucking Christ. Right. I can't forget what it's called. 
Um, but it's like where there's almost not a lot of it's more like the students watching the students kind of thing. And um, he wrestled a little bit on there, but he was it was mainly I, most of the work I saw him do was independent stuff. I think some bar wrestling. And then a little bit when he was ah, I don't remember ROH where. dojo. Thank you. The dojo. And then he was oh, fucking anyway. The, the point is, is like I, from what to my knowledge, Ring of Honor and him not as much, but independent him a lot. Right. Uh, and then like people who don't know him very well just see him as this crazy gimmick, and now we're actually going to see him in a match with Hook. And already this feud has so much like hype behind it because everybody loves Hook, everybody yeah. loves Danhausen. Everybody mm-hmm. thinks it's hilarious that Dan Housing cannot curse Hook. Yeah, no, it, well, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, we we also got a little bit of a crack from Hook, uh, where we just gave a little bit of a smirk before he bumped into Dan Housing. I'm yep. guessing it's gonna be a double or nothing. Fine with me if you want to drag it out. Go ahead, drag it out. Question is though, is does somebody go over? Does this go to a time limit draw so they can look, you know, kind of equal? I don't know what the end game is. Like, does Hook finally lose, or does Danhausen lose his first match? Does Hook finally get cursed? I see. That's that's see. That's all the good questions right there. That's probably you know what. That's probably the thing. I would think maybe he finally curses him. But in doing so, I think maybe cursing him would then also cost him the match. Yeah. It's, I can see that. It's funny that we're sitting here talking about wrestlers cursing each other. and like, I want to curse you. But the thing is, we get it. We understand that it's, it's all an act. That's right. And give it's for Dan our Housen amusement. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dan Housen wants that suit. Regal sold it like a motherfucker. Like a motherfucker. <laughs> like even, a mother. even Brian, like, uncurse him. Uncurse him now. Uncurse him. Um, it was great. But even that, that was just a little post-show fun. And we Which, need stuff way, like that sometimes. Yeah, we need more of that, AEW. I need more of that, bud. Like, put that more on the YouTube. That shit was awesome. But fucking Mox's reaction was the best. Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> and this is a, there's a very fine line here between WWE's comedy shtick and AEW doing stuff like this. It is a fine line. But I, I feel like when I watch WWE do stuff like this, they try to insult our intelligence more than AEW do. Not only that, but it's a lot of fucking dick and fart jokes. <laughs> I mean, let, we, we got to call it what it is. It's like, do uh, does is WWE and AEW both have a comedy spectrum to their wrestling? Yes. But does is WWE, is AEW's a little more like adult-ish, a little more like relative? Yes, to a degree. A little more like understanding if you're an adult, but if you go to fucking uh, WWE, it's a lot of dick and fart jokes. And if you think I'm full of shit, go look at any fucking DX segment. And that was peak stuff. Exactly. That, that was, was when they were stuff. hot. Um, all right. They finally seem to have got the hint and turned Sammy and Ty heel. I was going to meant like, from last week, I was going to mention how I don't really get 
Sam, uh, Sammy and Ty, how they're still baby faces when they're clearly acting like assholes. But like we had a complete role reversal this week to the point where even Dan Lambert had to tone it down a little bit because he's now a baby face, but he was still being himself and it was great. Um, so we're getting Scorpio and Sammy next week in a ladder match. But we're also going to get a mixed tag at some point with Paige Van Sant. Oh, this fucking segment. Dude, I, um, I've said this before. I've, I've been following Sammy Guevara for fucking almost five, how long is my, almost five years. I've been following this guy as long as I, as long as I possibly can. And, uh, and I've loved everything he's done. And I, you know, I, I, I was, I popped huge when he went to AEW. I remember he showed up with the crew, uh, Triple A Cruiserweight Championship. I like it. I like everything that they're doing. I don't hate this. I just feel like it's so fucking forced. Mm-hmm. They're just, hey, look, they're uh, they're together, but uh, they're both really hot, so you should like hate them. Okay, well, like that's fine, you know. But the reason why we hate them is because you just you allowed them to go out there and just crack a joke like a high schooler. You know, now we live in your mouth, too. And now people hate that. Oh, well, first you you had a proposal on goddamn television, and now you're with some hussy who's just, you know, gorgeous. And, you know, then you made a fucking joke where fucking semen is in their mouth. And, and now, now they ha- no, they're only heels because people are bitching because they can't take some fucking humor. So, I mean, it's, it's but again, it, it feels super dragged out, super forced. Uh, Dan Lambert should never, ever, 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 ever fucking be a face ever, <laughs> ever, ever. Like that was very weird trying to see not only him, but goddamn Scorpio Sky and screaming Ethan Page. Oh, my they're God, Ethan. Be, they're supposed to be the fucking baby faces. I was like, uh, uh-uh, this is no shut this fucking thing down. Somebody call fucking Will Smith. And get the fucking clicky thing from Men in Black, wipe the brain skis, and fucking let's move on with our lives because this is this is bad right now. This is bad. Mm, yeah. Now, granted, no, that that is my own personal, my own personal. Now, somebody may love this, but it I, kind of I, is. Like I've been saying, Sammy and Ty have been kind of insufferable together on TV. Um, but you know, whatever they do in on social media, whatever. I haven't really had a problem with it's just yeah that's a little too much but whatever. I mean whatever it's social media though it's not like I I don't have to watch it each and every Wednesday I cannot have to watch it because it's social media. Yeah, but now it's like they're at the point where they're really shoving it in your throat that yes they're together and they can't keep their hands off each other or their tongues out of each other's mouths and all right that's what. So that's what happens when you first get in a relationship, motherfucker. <laughs> like that's what happens. You bunch of horny. Yeah, we're just so old. That's what. It, yes, exactly. We're <laughs> fucking. We've turned into the fucking prudes. Oh man. Get a room, damn it. Ooh, that shouldn't be on television. Ah, um, Brett Baker got a homecoming in Britsburg, defeating Danielle Camella to advance in the Owen Hart Cup. Well, yeah, she wasn't gonna lose the fuck her. Right. First of all, though, 
how was choking Brett with a towel not a DQ? I was just going to say, I was like, that is dude using a foreign object. Foreign object. JR was like yelling, Raph, get the towel out of the ring. Come on, Raph. Well, yeah, that's a foreign object. It's a DQ. DQ, but nah, let it go, I guess. Um, Phoenix mentioned something a few weeks ago about a spot. Um, I think it was in WWE with a steel step spot. And he was like, how is it not a DQ? I'm like, well, the steel steps are technically part of the ring. So it's not a DQ if you get thrown into them. But if you pick them up and use them as a weapon, then it's a DQ. Then it's a DQ, yeah. It's like the same thing with the barricade. Yeah. But a towel is not part of the ring. It was brought into the ring. It's a, it's a separate inanimate object. How is it not a DQ? Should be. But anyway. Like if, if, if she had used like the tag rope, that's a different yeah, story. Yeah, that's part of the ring. I um, mean, you'd get the four-second count, but it's still legal. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, Britt got the win anyway with uh, the locked jaw. And then runs down Ruby uh, and Tony Storm and Jade. Obviously, we're gonna we gotta get Brit and Jade somewhere down the line. Oh yeah, for sure. We're gonna get that one. And probably, uh, you know, maybe double or nothing. Maybe that's who's next for Jade. Yeah. And if Brit loses, it wouldn't be a giant deal. No, I think it would be really good for Jade to beat somebody like Brit, who literally has carried the women's division. Yeah, but, she came from being the nobody to the top of the division. Yeah. Um, and she went from one of the worst promos ever to top heel in a week. Facts, facts, facts. I'm just happy she name-dropped Ruby because I, I get what a lot of people are saying. I want to see more Ruby Soho on Dynamite. Like, where's she been? Yeah, she's been wrestling on Dark and stuff. That's why I keep saying uh, that they need to put some more... Of these gigantic names on Rampage, make a re give people reasons to watch Rampage for more than just one match, and bring on some of those other floundering yet still star names and put them on the big main show Dynamite. That or make Rampage two hours. Yeah, and earlier. And earlier. But it's movie night. <laughs> yeah, fucking goddamn movies. Uh, main events was nuts. They had a coffin match between Darby and Andrade. Probably the most chaotic coffin slash casket match I've ever seen. It was almost a tornado tag team coffin match. I was just going to say, I was like, just fucking all the goddamn shit happening elsewhere. I was like, I kind of got distracted. I was like, what kind of, what are we watching again? Wait, is this a tag match? No, Sting's just clearing the field. Goddamn Uh, crazy man Sting. Dude, you were going to hurt yourself. Well, I have come to the to the notion that every time he's got a long sleeve on, he's got the Bob Burnquist body pads. Uh, he's got to be he's all right. <laughs> but I mean, he was yeah, he was really he was still slow getting up. Yeah. Um, as awesome as it is seeing sixty whatever year old Sting doing these crazy dives, you just slow down on him a little bit because we're getting too many and they're gonna lose their effect at some point. Not only that, you're going to end up, like, fucking hurting yourself. That's well, what I'm yeah. really worried about. That, too. Um, also, I hate to say it, but I kind of prefer WWE's double-deep, double-wide caskets. I just think they look better than these tiny, cheap-looking things that can easily be moved around. Yeah. I was just going to say, I was like, not to mention this thing fucking broke as they were slamming around in it. 
I when I went to watch TNA in the UK years ago when they actually toured the UK every year, um, they had a coffin match then, and it was it wasn't even painted. It was literally just this wooden box, and it was so cheap and thin looking. There was a box. Um, the tope suicida into the coffin was great. The thumbtacks were a nice twist. Little complaint. The Hardy Boys coming to the stage was kind of random. Like, I know they've been running around with Sting and Darby a few times, but it just felt, again, forced. They fucking showed up, and Jeff's like, oh, my arm. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? What is the... Oh, no, that's sorry. They did the fucking delete. I'm like, okay, so which ones are you? Are you the delete, or are you the 90s, or are you uh, fucking annoying? Because it's that one. Just, I mean, uh, I'm I'm okay with Jeff. I've I've always been okay with Jeff, but yeah, I get Matt. Eh. I mean, I'm I, we sorry. all know you're not Matt's biggest fan. I, you know what? Let me put it like this, and 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 I might get a little heat for it. I don't give a shit about either of them. But bring it on TikTok. But what I will say is, they're a name value. The Hardy Boys are a name value. Fucking use them then. Put them against FTR. Put them against the Bucks. Put him against uh, Jurassic Express. Put him against uh, fucking. Uh, just, that's what I mean. Like, use them. Use the name. Don't just go out there and have them do some fuckery and hang out with Sting and Darby and use the name. That's what you did with fucking uh, with with Brian Danielson when he when he lost to fucking Hangman. That's what you did with MJ. With uh, that's what you did with Punk when he lost to MJF. Build the guys. Build somebody with them. Don't just say, oh, we have the Hardy Boys now, and we got this cool music, and look at them do whatever the fuck they want. No. Idolize and utilize them, goddammit. See, I, I kind of get why people complain um, about AEW bringing in these big guys, and they're, they're cool for a week or two, and then they just kind of get lost in the shuffle. But, but yeah. the, the difference is they come back from the shuffle at some point. You get guys in WWE get lost in the shuffle. You never see them again. Yeah, do they almost never show up on television? Not even for like a hey, look me stand here. Like nah, not, not even on main events. Not even on main event. No. Hey, this is the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. Hey, this is Tommy Dream. It's the ultimate Vanessa, your girl's favorite wrestler. Hey, yo, what up? It's Darby Allen. This is the voice of Killer Cross. It's the interview queen, Alicia Atute here. You are watching Max. Max Wrestling Podcast. You are currently listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. We're going to take it to the Max. We're about to take it to the Max. And we're about to take it to the Max. It's time to take it to the Max. Hey, welcome to the Madhouse. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Madhouse. Welcome back to the Cap and Mo Show. If we've made you laugh, cry, or pissed you off, please hit the sub or follow button. We're here every Thursday. And in 2017, the New Day had a time machine. We stole it just for this segment. 
It's This Week in Wrestling History. Okay, there's a fair bit of history. There's not too many birthdays, but there's a fair bit of history. So, first up, on April 15th, 1995, the Sandman became the first ECW World Champion of the Extreme Championship Wrestling name change era, defeating Shane Douglas at Hostel City Showdown. The card also featured Raven versus Tommy Dreamer, Eddie Guerrero versus Dean Malenko. Wow. Yeah. Was main evented by Cactus Jack and Terry Funk. I think... Eddie and Dean was the only like straight wrestling match on the show. Every other match was like weapons, blood, hardcore stuff. Sounds about right. Um, also on April 15th in 2007 and 2012, Emilio's favorite year, uh, TNA had Lockdown. Lockdown. First of which in 2007 featured Christopher Daniels versus Jerry Lynn. Oh, wow. That sounds Team- good. Team 3D defeated Homicide and Hernandez in an electrified steel cage match for the NWA Tag Team titles. Of course, every match was in a cage at lockdown, but this one was electrified. Also, in the electrified cage. Looking back through this history, it's kind of dawned on me how kind of mediocre some of the lethal lockdown matches were. But Team Jarrett defeated Team Christian in lethal lockdown. And the 2012 lockdown... Now, I looked at this card, and I was like, that seems kind of weak, considering 2012 was one of my favorite TNA years. But um, Team Garrett Bischoff defeated Team Eric Bischoff in Lethal Lockdown. Eric uh, Bischoff. Wow, I remember that. Oh, yeah, I struggle to remember him feuding with Eric, but okay. I know right. he went to Aces Nate shortly afterwards, but. Um, Jeff Hardy defeated Kurt Angle and Bobby Roode defended the TNA world title against James Storm. James Storm should have won. Mm-hmm. Uh, April 17th, 2011, another lockdown featured Mickey James defeating Madison Rain for the knockouts title in a title versus hair steel cage match. Jeff Jarrett defeated Kurt Angle in ultra male rules. I don't quite remember what they were. I huh? think it was some kind of two out of three falls shit. But I'd have to look it up. Sting defended the TNA world title against Mr. Anderson, Anderson and Rob Van Dam. And Fortune defeated Immortal in Lethal Lockdown. I love that feud between Fortune and Immortal. Uh, April 18th, 2004 at Backlash. Randy Orton defeated Cactus Jack in an iconic no-holds-barred match to retain the Intercontinental Championship. And Chris Benoit pulled off the back-to-back wins in triple threat matches uh the rematch from wrestlemania defeating Shawn michaels and triple h again april 18th 2010 uh we had another lockdown don't be mistaken this for 2020 it it wasn't one of the best ones though um rob van dam defeated james storm kevin nash defeated eric young and then later teamed with his bandmate the late great scott hall when uh six pack tested positive for hep c Oy. Only to be defeated by Team 3D. Um, Kurt Angle defeated Mr. Anderson. AJ Styles defended the world title against the Pope. And Team Hogan defeated Team Flair in Lethal Lockdown. Wow. Uh, I think I've got one lockdown left. 
on this list. Lockdown 2009 on April 19th. This one was a hell of a card. Suicide defeated Consequences Creed, later known as Xavier Woods. Oh, that's uh, right. Jay Lethal, Kiyoshi, and Sheik Abdul's Bashir to retain the X Division title in a three-way tag team cage match. Motor City Machine Guns, I forgot they won these titles, defended the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team titles against Homicide and Hernandez and Yujiori and Naito. Ooh, nice. We also had Matt Morgan defeating Abyss in a Doomsday Chamber of Blood match, whatever okay, the hell Matt that was. Morgan. Fucking Matt Morgan. What the hell was a Doomsday Chamber of Blood? Ah, Team 3D defeated Beer Money in a Philly street fight. I'm not sure how you do a street fight in the cage, but okay. I I think maybe they took one side down or something. I can't remember. I, I did watch it, but I can't remember. That sounds weird, but I like it. <laughs> um, That was for the IWGP and the TNA tag team titles. So, yes, TNA also had a partnership with New Japan at some point. I'm sure they did. Uh, Team Jarrett defeated Main Event Mafia in Lethal Lockdown, and Mick Foley defeated Sting for the TNA World title. There you go. Uh, now we got some WCW history. April 19th, 1998, at Spring Stampede, Booker T defended the WCW TV title against Chris Benoit. Chris Jericho defended the Cruiserweight title against Prince... Oh, okay. Yaukea. Uh, oh, Pr- oh, Prince Iakea. Yeah, there you go. I was going to say, somebody correct me. Um, Prince Iakea. Hogan and Nash defeated Piper and Giants in a baseball bat on a pole match, bro. <laughs> I was like, it's a pole match, isn't it? It's a pole match. Raven defeated DDP for the US title and Macho Man. Randy Savage defeated Sting for the WCW World title. The next night on Nitro, Raven lost the US title to Goldberg. And Savage lost the world title to Hollywood Hogan. Yep. That's so pretty basic. One day reigns. It's pretty um, norm. I think you might. I don't think you've got to this point yet on Retro. April 20th, 1997. Nah. Uh, Revenge, Revenge of the Taker in your house. Uh, we had Savio Vega defend the IC title against a young Rocky Maivia. Oh, yes. That's good. Cool. Um, the Undertaker needed a strong opponent for his first title defense after WrestleMania, so enter his longtime rival, Mankind, in yet another one of their classics. I think by this point, they already had the Buried Alive match. They already had the Boiler Room Brawl, I think. So they had this one, then there was the, of course, Hell in a Cell match to come. The fucking Hell in a Cell. Still infamous to this day. Yeah. Uh, and in the main event, Stone Cold defeated Bret Hart by DQ in a WrestleMania rematch. And finally today in 2002 at Backlash. Not WrestleMania Backlash, just Backlash. Eddie Guerrero defeated Ram Vadam for the IC title. And Hulk Hogan won his first WWE Championship in almost a decade, defeating Triple H for the undisputed title. I believe he lost it the following month to The Undertaker at Judgment Day. I hope so. And final piece of history. Today, in 2004, AJ Styles won his second NWA world title, defeating Jeff Jarrett on TNA's 90th weekly pay-per-view. It's crazy that they did pay-per-views every week. Oh, that's right. They did, huh? And that they were pretty successful. Um, th- yeah, they were, like, they were like a young AEW back in their early days, where they... 
they brought in all these big names and they had great matches and people were like, wait a minute, this is actually kind of interesting. I actually remember that. Um, I I remember getting, I think it was like a, not a, I was going to say like a coupon, no, not a fucking coupon, like a flyer in the mail. Buy one, get one. Buy one, get one. <laughs> Extravaganza. No, it was, a, um, it was a flyer in the mail for uh, like local wrestling, whatever, in a, in a nearby city. And I was like, huh? It's a fucking goddamn casino. And I was like, mom, I want to go. And she's like, I will, I will, we'll figure it out. We ended up going, but I got there, we got there late and only saw like two matches. But I also like, it was once I saw it, and I'm going to be blunt honest with you here. I went because I started to see like a lot of ex WWF guys. I was like, oh, there's fucking Road Dog is there and, and Jeff Jarrett's there. And I'm like, what the hell? Uh, this is probably like an indie. Sh- this is probably like one of those like independent shows or something. Well, we're going to go. I saw Jeff Jarrett and I was like, I don't know if I want to hang out for much longer. <laughs> I was like, I seen the dude on the advertisement and I was like, I don't know if I really actually want to like hang out. Like I actually have to watch his match. Uh, you know, my was just like, I can kind of imagine like I discovered TNA in like 2005, late 2004, 2005. But I can like imagine it discovering it in 2002 and being like, wait, Ken Shamrock's a world champion? Right. Yeah, no, it's crazy back then, like I said. And then uh, the fact that like I discovered them when they were fucking roaming bingo, well, not bingo, I was going to say bingo halls, uh, heaven forbid, casino halls. Yeah. But hey, I um, mean, they're still rocking. Yeah, TNA, Impact, whatever the fuck you want to call it, is in, is literally hard to kill. Quite literally. And people think AEW is gonna die. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't see fucking TK helping it as much as we would like him to, but I don't think he's gonna fucking kill it. No, I don't. Th- I don't remember what TNA's peak um, viewership was, but I'm pretty sure AEW has been more successful than TNA in their prime. Uh, I think so. But, uh, okay, a few birthdays this week. Uh, Mia Yim turned 33. Joe Doring turned 40. Paul London turned 30, 42. Vicky Guerrero turned 54. Uh, Brooklyn Brawler turned 61. Um, British wrestling royalty Johnny Storm turned 45. Brian Myers turned 37. Relic, for those of you that don't know, that's killer spelled backwards, turned 45. And happy birthday today to Nikki A.S.H. is 33, Orlando Jordan's 48, and Brutus the Barber Beefcake is 65 today. Also Jay Lethal. Did I miss Jay Lethal? I, I knew it was Jay Lethal's birthday, but I missed him out. How Jay, Jay, Lethal? Lethal, Jay Lethal is 37. Nice. Happy birthday right. to all those wrestlers this past week. All right. And on May 24th and 26th, we present our next Max Wrestling special event. It is, of course, Trivia Takeover, lucky number seven. It's the first Max event to coincide with an AEW pay-per-view featuring predictions for double or nothing. And on the first night, the Champions Chase kicks off the third annual Champions Chase as the Phoenix defends the Knowledge Championship. And all his challengers have to do is outrun him, which has been shown to be quite easy for the challengers at Trivia Take over the past couple of years. Oh yeah. Let's go. I think I think it's kind of nice that we usually get a new knowledge champion at Trivia Take over because of course it's the birthplace of the knowledge championship. 
a nice little culmination. But then again, let's uh, if somebody finally hangs on to it during it, then that's how you know we got a real deal champ. Oh, you want you to be the goddamn Phoenix? Yeah, no, <laughs> no. Look, we got DC's looking good. Trav's looking good. I'm looking good. We got too many in the in the in the in the spectrum. True, but um, I don't know where the Walker is. Oh yeah, Romania. Um, Chad Malcolm, however, Chad will defend the TV title against a person that has yet to join the jury. LFA himself, Moses Marquez. I've got no goddamn papers, no papers, no paperwork, no nothing. I need to get my let's, lawyer on that one. Let's get fucking text messages. Hey, you gonna join us or what's happening? And I'm like, well, where's the paperwork? The what? And then that's it. That's all I get. The paperwork. You know, fucking Chad. And the Chad's paper. Le- Chad's legal services right now. Okay, his secretary sucks. I don't know who his secretary is. Sounds like probably a- Rachel. What's that? Sounds- <laughs> Inside joke, people. Oh, it's probably, probably Rachel. Goddamn, Rachel's failing on the phones. <laughs> um, I mean, while well, the door is open, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Moses does have his hands full, though, because nobody answered the Promo Mania open challenge, but apparently the shape can get into the show without me knowing, and I, I still need to talk to my damn lawyer about that one. Somehow we got onto the show last week, has found a mystery opponent, so it will be a promo exhibition at Trivia Takeover. Moses Marquez versus a mystery opponent of the Shapes choosing. Yeah, it's time to ramp back up the training. I wish we still shared the same body so I knew who he picked. Right, it'd be fucking nice. <laughs> um, also announced last week, whoever leaves the champion's chase as a knowledge champion will have the opportunity to cash it in and challenge me for the world championship in the first ever Jester's Justice. You will have five minutes to make it from one side to the other, working your way through the Jester's minefield of lies. For more information, go to maxwrestling.net slash takeover7. For more details on the Jester's Justice, go to maxwrestling.net slash Jester's Justice. Now let's move on as Moses gives us the A to B of NXT. Jesus. (laughs) So this okay, this is getting rough. This is getting rough to start. I mean, like it, it, at first, I was like, "Well, we'll just fucking, we'll just fucking watch some NXT. It won't be that fucking big of a deal." I don't, I don't know who the fuck these purely. Okay, that's a lie. I know these purely deadly dudes are from uh, NXT UK. I do. Somebody like somebody dressed these dudes right out of fucking nineties hair rock. They're fucking got the goddamn uh, uh, see-through mesh fucking tank top. Let's cut the fucking here. And they're just driving me bananas. So I was like, whatever. Uh, Grizzle Young Vets come out. They're fucking yelling at them. It's fucking, it turns into a brawl. It's fucking whatever. Um, so, I mean, they're obviously planning something. But my whole thing is, like, they've, they've been, that's been the Grizzled Young Vets. Is They're, like, the first team to answer everybody's new tag team title run thing, and then they fucking lose. So, it's like, what the fuck's the point? It's kind of like, whatever with me. Um, and then I'm going to be super fucking honest, dude. The Joe Gacy stuff, mm. like, I was this close, bud. This close to just saying, uh-uh, I'm fucking done. I'm turning this shit off. 
He it, it, fucking Broadbreaker goes out there and he just wants to challenge this fucking nerd, you know, hey, like, because, you know, you're kidnapping my dad and all this other stupid bullshit. And it just turns into a fucking com. It's a cartoon. He's a cartoon villain. It's got fucking his fucking face shows up everywhere on the goddamn screen. And it's it, it was just dumb. It's just dumb. And I'm like, I don't like this. Uh, the fucking. OK, um. I get I get pushing stars. So Tiffany uh, Tiffany Stratton, which is like the daddy's girl uh, uh, character, yeah. she beat Sheree. Now Sheree was supposed to be this like she was supposed to be the next Io Shirai, and they've fucked her as well. So I mean, but I get you're building you're the guy you know, the lady from within. So I guess good for you. Um. I don't watch Grayson Waller matches, so I just say fuck. Every time I see him <laughs> on my fucking screen, I don't really give a shit. Um, I didn't catch the tag match. And Carmelo Hayes and Santos Escobar, that is NXT of old right there. That was NXT of old in my mind. They went out there and they had a, a really good match with, the, with honestly, not as much interference as I was afraid was going to happen. But that was mainly because fucking uh, the two dorks for the you know for Phantasma were uh, in a tag match just prior, so it kind of took away. It, it kind of gave it that little bit of extra. But Carmelo Hayes is fucking great. I've been saying that I like Carmelo Hayes and everything that he brings to the table. He's really really good. And Santos Escobar, why nobody is taking him fucking seriously, blows my mind. He is the absolute. One of the better fucking wrestlers on NXT, first and foremost. He's a fucking Latin American star that, again, not only can work, he speaks fluid Spanish, fluid English. He's understandable. He can pronunciate. Why is he not being pushed? What is the deal? Like, I, this is the fucking problem here. Killing me, Jack. Killing me. Um... And then, honestly, I was what, what else did I get in there? Uh, Natalia coming back was cool. Um, good for her. I, I don't mind them like trying to use really kind of anybody to kind of get in there and you know like well like we might as well use you. There that, that one was good with me. And then um, I was done right after what was the last thing that I saw when they fucking kind of buried the fuck out of Wesley. I gave up. All right. Kind of, they didn't. Well, they. So, okay. Um, Zion Quinn, that big giant mm. fucking. Not Roman. Not Roman sexy dancing motherfucker. Went out there and, like, as much as, like, Lee had some nice comebacks and, you know, whatever, it just. He, like, he missed his springboard. Homeboy took advantage, hit his move. It was over. And I'm like, this is. So, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. We're going to punish the dude's tag team partner. So I was right after that. I was like, you know what? Done. I'm sorry. Um, I did get like a message from some people like, but you missed Nikita Koloff. <laughs> Start laughing like, or like whatever, uh, Nikita Lions or whatever. I was like, bro, it's, it's hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. It's all good in the hood. I'm not thinking with my diddly. So. It's crazy. Yeah, how that, people that was. Are. Oh no, they they love to. That's the whole thing. Uh, people are saying uh, 
there have been people talking about how she's pop more popular than Bianca and she's better than Bianca. And I laugh at both of those and I immediately say, God damn, you guys are horny. Yeah, people I are mean, hornier for her than Bianca. But that's the truth. That's and, and I went on <laughs> And that's nothing against Bianca. It's not. No, I love Bianca. I think she's she's a fantastic athlete. She's fantastic. Everything she does has been very good. She's and she's young in this business, which mm-hmm. only makes things more better for her. And I know that that's not a real word, more better, but still. But let's keep it honest here. Nikita Lyons is as much as she has like a cool MMA background, good for her, and she is gorgeous. What the fuck else does she have going for her, other than a big ass? Not a lot, and that's okay. Not like a big ass, but that's okay. Um, all right. Geek of the week. Let's Geek of the week. Hit the damn music. Pencil neck geek. Pretty freak. Scum sucking beer with a lousy proceed. He's a one man, no cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. Pencil neck geek. All right, Geek of the week is. Just, uh, as much as I wanted to give it to uh to the fucking pretty deadly or whatever the fuck they're called, uh, dude Joe Gacy, bro, Joe Gacy, you I don't I don't under I'm being told that I should understand your gimmick with ease. I get lost. Yeah, I get lost. Are you a cult leader? Are you a fucking like a fucking devil worshiper? Are you a fucking no? What the fuck are you, bud? Why are you kid? Like, why is it you needed to kidnap goddamn Rick Steiner to garner attention from Braun fucking Breaker? I understand they need to build something to make a feud happen between these guys, but this the kidnapping is not the way. Kidnapping is not the way, and this was this is dumb. I I, I don't like it. Uh, I feel like it's a waste of Braun Breaker. I don't I, I don't I, I don't know how to feel about it, and when I don't know how to feel about something. I don't like it. You know, I want to, I want to be able to figure out how the fuck I feel. And I don't. And and all I know for sure is Gacy is literally, he's kind of my kryptonite right now. Like I, I see this fucking nerd on television and I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. I'm just checking if I'm, I think pretty he's sure been he's geek of the week before we started keeping track. So he probably was in 2021, but there we go. Uh, it's his first one of 2022. There you go. Welcome to the club, a-hole. <laughs> All right, and now for the best of the week. Uh, I know you weren't blown away by the match, but I I like his style on how he put so much into these like not throwaway matches but matches that don't necessarily mean so much like he still gives it everything lately uh cm punk i'm gonna give wrestler of the week no um, disagreements moment of the week pretty easy adam cole not tony khan adam cole announces forbidden door yeah um, and also the interruption of jay white just altogether great altogether huge it is huge i don't give a shit what anybody says Gigantic. And another easy one, dumbest moment of the week, the entire fucking wedding segment. Just 
<laughs> Sweep it under the rug and never show it me again. Yep, don't take it off YouTube and everything right now. <laughs> oh, it's gonna get huge views on YouTube because stupid segments always do. Oh, I oh trust me, I remember. Like Vince, everybody thought the 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 Lana whatever, Rusev, no, not Lana, Bobby Lashley went and said yeah, was Bobby so La- successful oh, because he got millions of views. The hurt people view to see how stupid it is. That's what. Anyway, your week is complete. Thank you everybody for spending your Thursday with us. You know where to find us at Max Wrestling UK on Twitter and TikTok. That's right. And the Captain Five One Two and SMR Podnet. Once again, the website MaxWrestling.net. And listen up, you pencil neck geeks. This is what Moses has for you this week. That's right. So, uh, Bolt Rant coming hot and heavy. The fucking draft is hitting vicious. It actually starts next Thursday. It is round one, round two, Friday, or two and three Friday, and it you know stumbles on the rest of the weekend. I will have full in-depth coverage of uh, not only the draft in su- itself, but everything outside of the draft as far as what uh, happens. So just stay tuned to that. It's all going to be audio for now. The idea of moving it to video stressed me out so much. I didn't get something done. So we're not going to do that right now. We're just not. Maybe we'll plan for it during the season, but we're going to remain on audio. The return of retro is for real. The return of retro is also going to be on video. So, Vigia. So we're looking at probably the end of May right now is uh, is going to be the idea. The idea was supposed to be like the beginning of May. I'm pushing it just to ensure everything's going to be coach. But for sure, end of May, more than likely the last week of May, you're going to get retro back. It's going to be a little different, but it's going to be a whole lot of me yelling at Patrick. Just in time for takeover week. Let's go. Uh, and if you haven't already, go watch the season premiere of Open Road Season 2 as hilarious. Chad and I just drive around and talk shit. And you get to fucking see Phoenix damn near kill himself. Um, and with that said, join us next week. We, we seem to have plenty to talk about from Dynamite, and I'm sure WWE will do some more stupid shit. So you've it's been watching coming. the... We've got backlash predictions in two weeks. Ah, shit. <laughs> So far, there's three matches. No, four. Four matches. Two of which no. are WrestleMania rematches. I was going to say, I was like, aren't they all WrestleMania rematches? <laughs> You've been watching the Gap and Mo. Goodbye. And good night. Bye. Goddamn shape. What the fuck are you doing to me, Ham? Yeah, me too. Is it raining? Is I like how you raining? asked that and I looked out the window. <laughs>